Hi guys, welcome to Book Talk Made Me the Most. <laughs> Sorry. You know what's the funniest thing about that though? That was happening to me while I was driving to my nail appointment. I was like, oh my god, why am I so itchy? Just like right at the bra, like where your bra meets your armpit. I was like, oh my god, intense itch. <clears throat> Hi guys, welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from Book Talk, Bookstagram, you know the deal. We're going to talk about it. Uh, today, I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts, Bridget and Hilda. Hi. <laughs> We're starting off a little wackadoo already, I'll just say that. But we are back today to talk about the third book in the Four Horsemen, because now I want to say it, Horsemen, the Four <laughs> Horsemen series we're talking about he's not as gross sounding as pestilence he's not as cool buff sounding as war it's our boy famine dun, 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 dun. are you hungry for famine <laughs> i mean someone was hungry for his mm-hmm, i was you know? about to say she was might not have been hungry but she was thirsty yep this this was. this series i don't know if i'm loving it or hating it but it, we're we're trucking through. So if it's like, you, it's like a bad movie of the week, or something. Like I can't. I'm not particularly loving it, but I can't stop reading it's it. Bridget's FX movies. I was just thinking the same <laughs> thing. I was like, "Yup, the FX Midnight movies, the Midnight yep. movie." Where I'm like, I'm I've got nothing better to do, so I'm gonna watch this in the middle of the night. And now my, we're committed. And now I have to see it through because we're going to see it through. We got one one more book left uh, with one brother, four brothers. Which and apparently so- is the longest book according to Hilda. So, so fucking long. I looked it up because I was like, what's coming up down the pike? And then I was like, oh, 516 pages. And then, I, and then I learned the name of the female character. That's going to be fun. Oh, ooh, tell me, tell oh, me, tell what, me. <laughs> what is it? Um... It's Lazarus. Wow. Her name is Lazarus? Her name is Lazarus. For a minute, I was like, oh, huh. death is into same sex. That's fun. That's, that would have made more sense. No, her name is Lazarus. It must be some play on defeating death like Lazarus did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, you're going to have to spark the old memory here. Lazarus feels important, but what did Lazarus uh, do? He was... Mary Magdalene's brother, and then he died. He and Jesus were besties, and then Jesus was out of town when he died. And then, like four days later, he showed up, and he was like Lazarus, and raised him from the dead. It's in the Bible. Yeah, I don't know. I, I must have missed this. This. this I like the CD. whole. It's from the Bible. <laughs> it's in the With Bible. With a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> this <is> dramatic. Just <laughs> like. Check my sources, okay? It's in the Bible. <laughs> King James, bitch. Go check it out. <laughs> King James, bitch. That should be a quote somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe I missed that, that we can see CD. But it's fine. I, I have my Hilda here to quote it for me. <laughs> yeah, so her name is Lazarus and... Um, Interesting. Yeah, okay, but we're, we're not there yet. We're not we're, there yet, no. But I uh, just want to jump over there to that because this book was like, it was good, but like, I need to know more about this whole debt situation. I'm intrigued. And let's do maybe some predictions for what we think is going to happen in the next one at the end of this. So let's let's talk about it. We have read the first two books, Pestilence and War, which you can check out if you are like, I don't know if I'm going to read this series. Or maybe you are. Maybe you're reading along with us. But we've got those two covered. As with the last one, you're going to want to want to read these in order because it's not like you are missing crucial things if you don't. It just may seem more confusing. It stacks up nicely. Yeah. And I think it will play out important for the last book based on what we found out at the very end of this book. Yes. Now, Bridget did tell us. She was ahead of us and she said, okay, last 10%, things got interesting. And they did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Much to my surprise, because the middle part, I was like, snooze fest. Oh my gosh, yes. But let's let's kick it off with the overdramatic, dramatic retelling of the synopsis. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and mic my... Everybody mute, mute themselves. My mic. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me take a sip of, sip of beverage. Huh. I'm just realizing now that the first sentence of this, first two sentences are the same in all of them. I just read your first thought. <laughs> 
I spit out my wine. <laughs> I thought you were covering your mouth because I'm like, man, I didn't even start the overdramatic dramatic. No, I was like just taking a sip. <laughs> okay, don't mind me. Continue. All right. They came to earth, pestilence, war, famine, and death, four horsemen riding their screaming steeds, racing to the corners of the world, four horsemen with the power to destroy all humanity. They come to earth, and they come to end us all. I think that was not. <laughs> that was a visual thing. That's me doing the across your neck. Anywho, Anna da Silva always assumed she'd die young, but she never expected it to be at the hands of the haunting immortal who spared her life years ago, famine. Who spared her life? He spared her. Okay, anyway. Uh, did not pre-read this before I put this in, but the same exact thought. Okay, back into it. But if the horseman remembers her, he must not care. For when she comes face to face with him for the second time in her life, she's stabbed and left for dead. Only, she doesn't quite die. If there's one thing famine is good at, it's cruelty. He can't forget the pain humanity has brought him, and he's ready to bring it back to them tenfold. But when Anna, a ghost from his past, corners him for what he did to her, she and her empty threats captivate him, and he decides to keep her around. In spite of themselves, Anna and Famine are drawn to each other. But at the end of the day, the two are enemies. Nothing changes that. Not one kind act, not two, and definitely not a few steamy nights. But enemies or reluctant lovers, if they don't stop themselves soon, heaven will. There we go. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that... That dramatic retelling sounded better than the actual book. It did. <laughs> it did actually. I was like, I don't think none of this stuff like was as good as they made it seem. No, because I'm like, the empty threats. When did she threaten him? She was more like a gossipy threat. Well, she, she stabbed him. Tried oh, to stab well, him. I mean, they all stab everyone, you know. What's a little stabbing between lovers? We like them stabby. But at the end of the day, the two are enemies. Like, were they really enemies? I don't think she really gave a fuck. She did a little bit. I mean, she kind of did. A little bit, but not as much compared to other two who were just like, oh my God, change your ways. She's like, I get it. We're fucked up. <laughs> I was supposed to. So there's your dramatic over dramatic telling um, with some slight interludes from me wondering, what, what, when did this happen in the book? Because it's actually in the synopsis, it says that he spared her life, but really she spared his life well, and helped him. Technically, he also spared her life because he could have just killed her yeah, afterwards right? when oh, he killed true. everyone else in the city. That's and he did want to. He did want to keep her. All right. Yeah. As a, I Glad guess I spared her from being captive. These things. Let's get into some thoughts know. and feels. Let's get into thoughts and feels. Who wants to kick us off? I don't know. I feel like our thoughts and feelings for this one was pretty hilarious, so anyone can go. Okay. <laughs> she uses the word bordello a lot. What is this? 16th century Italy. <laughs> and I can just say, so I don't know if you guys remember the old movie. I can't believe old movie, but the movie from the 90s with Salma Hayek, Bordello of Blood. I think it's a vampire movie with like George Clooney. No, but it sounds good. <laughs> I know. I was like, let's go movie. watch this. <laughs> and whenever, 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 whenever I hear the word bordello, I just think of that movie. So the entire time, first of all, who calls a brothel a bordello? It's like the the nicer name for it. I it feel. was just like we could have done like, like pleasure house, house of sin. Like we house have of so sin, many. There were so many different ways, but like a bordello. I I was not feeling that. It sounds like it could be a good wine. Yeah, yeah. Bordello. Yeah. I would drink a bordello. I'm having my nutly bordello. It's true. It's true. Okay, so that's that number one. Thought number two. For supernatural horsemen, uh, they sure get chopped up into bits and pieces quite often. Mm -hmm. So often. Which leads me to my third thought. Uh, what's the point of being a supernatural entity if you have below average spatial awareness? Why do these guys get ambushed so fucking often? So often. <laughs> it's for the plot. They did it for the plot. I guess, but like damn you know what i think it is i think it's their own egos that get in the way they're like humanity's got nothing on me you little peons and then all of a sudden they get ambushed and they're like oh shit i'm all oh, chopped like, up hold that hack, thought because that's gonna be my first my first thought is gonna talk about these horsemen so, you can continue Hilda. famine's kind of like sadistic yeah and we kind of like it i mean well okay I like that he's a sargast sarcastic, arrogant asshole, but I don't know. It, it was the way that he killed people, and it's maybe because, like, he would make plants grow from the earth, and then the plants would kill people that I thought was fucking just mean. So, yes. I know. More so than, like, purulent 
pestilence <laughs> or just like, dying in a war. I mean, like war was pretty bad, but with his, I know we're supposed to like picture different types of plants and I think a normal person would think about the um the tree from Harry Potter, right? Oh boy, what did what did Bridget the Whomping think of? Willow? The Whomping Willow. Um, you know the little plant from <laughs> Super Mario <laughs> that is like a red tulip looking thing that's yes. like it opens up and eats you and it goes boop, boop, boop. The piranha yes. thing plant? Yes. Piranha. That's exactly what I pictured. Just sprouting up from the ground and just eating those people. Or like little shop of horrors. Like feed me, Seymour. See? Um, Could not stop picturing it. I pictured um, the the plants from Jumanji, like the 90s Jumanji. I was also thinking that. I was like, I have a feeling someone's going to say this. And classic. I pictured more, you know, the Japanese art was like the squid and the tentacles that's like surrounding people. I was worried that's where we were headed to. I, I was very concerned. Pictured, I pictured that, but like in plant form, growing out of the ground and like grabbing people and killing them. Ay. So pestilence uses his ability over crops to manipulate. Famine. Oh, fa- famine! She Sorry, really my, loves pestilence. My apologies, pesty. Wow. <laughs> Pesty's my bestie, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> Pesty for Rusty. Famine uses the vines just like he can control the crops to kill. He can manipulate flora, flora and fauna to come up out of the earth as vines and basically strangle it and like crush people. Crush pop. It, it's a little it's very gross. As he moves across the town. Or from I will say, city. now that we're describing his powers, um, I did expect this book to get kinkier than it did. Well, yes. Because Speaking of Hello, using, whips and vines. So he uses plants for bondage and ties up Anna a couple of times, which leads me to ask the question. We've talked about dinosaur sex and now there's plant bondage. What is this podcast becoming? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what is happening here? Are we just turning into, like, instead of a book podcast, we're like a book erotica podcast? I don't know, but no one saw this coming. No one saw I was walking around my neighborhood earlier today, and somebody has a ghost dinosaur skeleton out for, like, Halloween. And I was like, oh, look, it's the next male character in a- I will say, though. In a sentient being novel- the TikToks and Instagram, it's doing its thing for Halloween. Like the hot men with the mask, with the Halloween mask are just doing it. Okay. So I haven't seen that, but I've seen the girls are like going to go buy like the Halloween mask. Yeah. I will send it to you after send the it to podcast. Me, please. Yeah. What are you, what are you guys talking about? So like there's a trend right now where. I don't know if it's a trend, but I've seen like two people do it where like a wife will go out to like the Halloween store and get the ghost mask for their husbands, you know. Like ghost from Scream? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, for a little um, rest and renew play in the bedroom. Why did you call it rest and renew? It, it was like in my head because they're on a mattress. That's a very specific phrase. <laughs> I know. I couldn't get it out of my head. <laughs> Just... That was like an insider joke, I guess. A very inside joke. Uh, also, just got a mattress delivered from the same brand, so <laughs> it's top of mind. Okay. But yeah, good for them. I might be going to the spare Halloween store later. I guess. I mean, please let us know <laughs> how was that it, works. I feel like that was, wasn't also that like the plot point of like scary movie one through five or something. Probably. There's a bunch of like novellas, like book novellas as well that are based around this. Scream for Us is one by Molly Doyle. That's a good title for that. Mm-hmm. There's like three of them. Look at Bridget always bringing us the things we didn't know we needed to know. Because I'm like, You're I'm sorry. One more time. What was the name of that? <laughs> I feel like eventually we're going to get into like the demon, the demon books. We already did. Know. We've gotten to the demon princess. Yeah, I'm talking about like the demon males. And Caitlin and I kind of dabbled in some weird Katie Roberts shit. We're talking about like forked tongues. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did not. I don't know. 
Okay. I wasn't I wasn't built for blue alien dongs, so I don't know how I feel about forked tongues. It feels sharp. Feels double the pleasure, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You guys know how I feel about snakes, so. Yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, we got a whole army of book talk fandom friends that remember. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> God knows where we will take us. But friends, all this to say, you, you continue to drop those book recommendations and we'll get to them. Please save us from the sentient door book that we're going to have to read just to see it. But, you know, I'm, I'm, it's going to be the Christmas special. The holiday special, we're going to be reading the, the smuttiest, most random shit. About a door. <laughs> a door knob. Well, no, it is a door with a doorknob and the pillowcase. Maybe it'll be like a stuffed stocking. Oh. It can be called stuff. <laughs> Stuffy? Stuffer. <laughs> the, the stocking who stuffed her. <laughs> <laughs> Someone write that, please. please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Stocking who stuffed her. I, I guess I can go next in my thoughts. Um, this one actually had a hooker with a heart of gold. <laughs> we talked about it before. And according to her, a pussy of gold. Like oh the way God. she talked about her, I was like, okay. She, okay. So our main female character is a prostitute. That's what she does. And she has grown up in the year of the horseman. So like when she – she doesn't remember the before times. Like she doesn't remember cars working or computers or anything. She's like, wow, it sounds crazy. It looks awesome. Um, so she is a hooker, um, a prostitute working with a madam. And She's she was a, a delight. hustling a scrappy-ass bitch as she has <laughs> called herself. Um, and I quote, I'm a bar fighting, pussy hustling, scrappy ass bitch. And I was like, I like you. <laughs> Say she less. She literally cracked me up. <laughs> Multiple times. I think for me, she was the redeeming quality in this book. because She was my three- favorite FMC. Yes. Out of the three heroines so far, she's been the best. She's she was the, the most, I don't want to say normal, but she was relatable without being annoying but her like one liners were so wild. It was funny to me. All of them were funny. Even when, you know, every they every female character in the series gets to a point where they're like, Have you ever had sex with a mortal? And like they vaguely answer yes or no. And he you know, he does his answer like, I don't know. And she's like, it was it with a woman? And then she goes, Oh, was it with a man? Like I just loved how she got like so gossipy with it and it just just made me so fun. It made me laugh. I will say I did like their banter. Me too. Uh, calm your tits is now my new favorite go phrase <laughs> phrase because that was hers and they both used it back and forth on each other. And when he started using it and she'd be like, holy shit, he sounds like me. And I was like, you guys are so funny. To me, he – so why she's my favorite female character in the series, he is my least favorite. I mean, I don't know. Of the bringers of death, he's not the one I'm vibing with. <laughs> so – there was just nothing redeeming quality. Like the first 50% of this book, really, I'm like, I kind of hate this and this man because he's just vines out, grabbing people left and right, like women, children, families. He's like, bring me your riches. And he's like, all right, time to go. And they're just stabbing people and throwing them in a pool and then moving on. Yo, that war was straight up just massacring people. Yeah, but like I guess war, your brain can make sense of war. It was the plants. I'm telling you, the there's plants, something about the plants. It was unnerving. People. Yes. And then, like, as a certified plant death. lady, I was liking it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have to like go thank all my plants. Like, thank you. Please don't murder me when you become sentient. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I skipped watering you one day. Please don't overgrow and strangle me. I know. New fear unlocked. Oh my god, those pot- <laughs> those plants would make perfect plants for strangulation. Thankfully, I have none in this room. As I look around. <laughs> But I just – and he was so delusional. So he goes up against the cartel man and she's like, uh, big danger here, bro. Like big danger, big red flag. And he's like, it'll be fine. Spoiler alert. It was not fine. Why would it be fine? You're going to go up to the cartel and then all of a sudden just like walk out with all your limbs intact? No. Look, before the girl. cartel, he didn't even walk out with all his limbs intact. He got chopped up and he decided Twice. the cartel was a good place to, to hang out. I'm Delulu. questioning his, um, his, his, his upstairs here. Twice. Twice you got chopped up and tortured to multiple pieces. And then you're like, I'm just going to slowly roam as an open target from town to town, pissing people off by murdering them. Like, famine. Come up with a better strategy. I do feel like he got attacked less than pestilence, though. 
Yeah, every single time Pestilence turned around, he was getting killed. True, true. To be fair, he was the first first man on the block. Everyone had to yeah. shoot their shots, so to speak. <laughs> Not the shoot. <laughs> their shot we usually talk about, but I know. And so to sum it up in the end, I think I think we called it in the first time, but I poorly attempted to pronounce his name. So Death, the brother Death, he actually has a real name, whereas everyone else is known by their Oh, I didn't even think about that. He yeah, the Natos. Death. Or Thanatos. Right. Thanatos. The Natos. That's the way I would say it too. <laughs> I was like Halitos. I don't know. I was just weird. So he's like Thanos because he is their big baddie at this point. And now they're the brothers are assembling like the Avengers and everyone's coming together to literally save the world. So I'd like to say we did call that in book one. Avengers. <laughs> Besties. Bridget, what, what were you thinking on this one? So, you know, we've already talked about, you know, the horsemen, and I think you guys touched on this a little bit with your thoughts, but like, I love that these horsemen are out here killing people left and right, but then they have the audacity to be butthurt when the humans retaliate. Like, oh no, your feelings are hurt. Um, there's a reason that they're horsemen and not horsewomen, because they're little bitches. All up in their feelings. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the big Wendy's babies. They're like, I was like, oh boo hoo! You're out here killing people for 24 years. Boo fucking who? Yeah, like you chopped me up, bro. You just murdered an entire continent. Like, come on. It, it's just mind blowing. I was like, typical man, typical fucking man, making it of all about themselves. And being a whiny baby about it. Anna got stabbed repeatedly, fought off infections, and was never like, poor me. Right. And then when she kept getting hurt throughout the book, she was like, eh, no big deal. I survived once, twice, three times a charm. And I was like, woman, not horseman. I do like that she peed on his boot once. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She was mortified, but I felt like it was good justice. I was starting to feel... I was over this book. Yes. By like halfway through because I was Me like, too. okay, how much more can we read the same story over and over again? Girl meets horseman. Horseman meets girl. Girl tries to kill horseman. Horseman says, you're my captive. Horseman starts to catch feelings. Girl thinks horseman's hot. They fuck. They almost fuck. At, at some point, they end up doing it. I was like, geez, Louise. But then she changed it up at the end. And I was like, Thankfully. Oh, finally. Finally. What I was hoping for the entire book finally happened the last 10%. Yeah, it got – like I said last time, it gets really formulaic. And so the middle part of this, I was just like, come on, the traveling from town to town. The traveling through the towns is a lot. It's like they yes. – yes, they have to go to abandoned houses. Like, we get it. It's abandoned. It's moldy. You're going to kill people. It's year 24. Oh, no. We get it now. Someone's going to try to kill you. And you're butthurt about it. Oh, no. Also, hearing it's year 24, like, Pestilence is, has, like, children, and they're, like, adults. No. Yeah. They're probably, like, 10. Yeah, I mean, they'd be potentially teenagers. Wild. Wild. All right, carry yeah. on. It's pretty wild. We already touched on it. Anna was hilarious. Pussy. P <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just Alexa'd myself. Um, pussy hustling is the funniest thing I have ever fucking heard. I loved it. She did. She said that a couple times. That I was she like, did. I know. I give the, the blo like a blowjob of death. Like I make people go blind with my I think jobs. at one point she called herself a pussy hussy or a hussy pussy or something. And I was like, what is wrong with you? I really loved it. Uh, she cracks me up. Um, famine was a real snarky asshole. And I did like it. But I did not picture – the famine that was on the book, like the the cover, mo the model on the cover, did not was do it for me. Not doing it for me at all. Like I don't nope. want to be mean. I don't want to be a bitch. But like a hundred percent, that was the worst cover of all the covers that we like a weird seen. Aquaman. Yeah. Yes. Like it looked like he could be like a swamp man or something. <laughs> like a hot <laughs> swamp no. man. I, I, hot is like I guess your opinion, <laughs> not mine. Just not he working looks with it. I feel like I've seen a movie where I'll have to look it up now. But his attitude was giving me very much like billionaire romance main character vibe. Like he had that snarky asshole attitude and I was like, I like you. But also like 
green eyes and caramel hair. I could not even figure out like a someone to like visualize that with like what actor from Hollywood. He kind of reminds me of one of the actors from The Last of the Mohicans. I forget which one. Oh, yeah. Is it Daniel Day-Lewis from Hold It's on, Daniel Day-Lewis. That's who you're thinking. Daniel Day-Lewis. But but Daniel Day-Lewis is better than this yeah, one. Yeah. I yeah. I had to go pull up the cover about. art again because I'm just like, yeah. I'm just, Let me go verify that. I'm not vibing with him. Yep. That's yeah, what he reminds me of. Mm-hmm. But this guy's better. Yeah. Yeah. No, Daniel Day-Lewis in 1992 was definitely better. Interesting. Okay. All right. Wow. Also, that like body doesn't match with that face. No, it also looks like he has a nose ring in this cover, but I think it's a reflection from the green light. It's really hard for me to see this cover because it keeps disappearing. Oh, you have to go all the way. You have to go all the way to the front. Okay, thank you. Like, what is the trick here? It. I mean, I think it's because it looks like he's wearing green eyeliner or something at the bottom. Yeah, it. His eyes are kind of close together. The face. They're very narrow set. Yes, they are. Here I am, tearing this man apart. I mean... Fictional man. His head is too small. His head is too small for his body. Look at the size of his of his man hips. He has a bird mouth. Yeah. <laughs> what is a bird mouth? He has a little... <laughs> Look at the photo. He has a little baby mouth. That's what I call a bird mouth. I don't know if it's a real thing or not, but any time I see someone with a mouth like that, I'm like, you have a bird mouth. His jaw's not really chiseled. He does have a really bad mouth. Oh, no. Look at that. I know. We're all looking at the same photo. Yeah. I'm showing you again. I mean. <laughs> Super zoomed in. He's a, he's a butter face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything butter face. It's been a while since I've heard that term, but yes. Oh. <laughs> this cracks me up. Okay, ladies. Star ratings. I gave I it did- a 2.75. That I feel like is the lowest rating I have ever seen I know. you give because you are usually a it's good. It's good. It's good. I like, know. A three is a three. So despite everything, I give this one a three, and this one just might be my favorite so far because because of Anna. Yeah, I gave it a three because I, I kind of like Famine and Anna together. I feel yeah. like her, her, as great as she was, it didn't make up for how boring and predictable the middle half of this book was. It was well, very it boring was. And It was. That is very true. But Anna didn't say shitter. And she True. didn't quote Poe. Yeah. And or Shakespeare. This might be I, my lowest rating. It might be. Uh, maybe a Demon Queens. I'm not sure. But even oh, then, at least yeah. that was interesting with the weird Puritan shit in the middle of it. Like, kept it interesting. I can't talk about that book without getting really mad. The first book was still so good. I know. And I still like the third book regardless. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Continue. I was also like on the very last week of being pregnant and giving birth. I think I was giving birth when you guys were recording or like I, I was heading into the hospital or just had no. a child. So, you know, pregnancy brain just hits different. So I want to, you know, value that opinion. <laughs> all right, Bridget, walk us through. Oh, no, star rating. I did 275. What are you guys? I think you're all threes. Across I'm like the board. a solid three ish. Yeah, I'm like threes, maybe. Wow. I feel like for me to rate it so harshly, when I Anna, normally give like a half a star bonus point for everyone, just I'm like, you wrote a book. <laughs> like, you deserve a half a star more. It was definitely the banter between them. Yeah. And the last 10%. It wasn't like amazing, but it was like, okay, great. So you just went from a two star to a three star. That's what they got that little point twenty five for me. <laughs> Bridget, take us through the world building in this book. All right. World building, if you have joined us from our previous podcast on this book, um, you might have heard this before because I copied and pasted. Um, Four horsemen enter the world, ride around the four corners of the earth, even though, you know, the earth is round and not flat, as Hilda likes to remind us, and destroys all electronics in their way, plunging the earth into darkness and taking the lives of millions as cars stopped working and airplanes fell out of the sky. So... There are two brothers, Pestilence and War, who have already walked the earth and they were taken by pussy and they decided that humanity (laughs) did not deserve to be punished the way it was. Um, And they have stopped their mission so they can be with the love of their lives and raise their families. So Pestilence just gave up 
I don't think Pestilence really gave up anything but his mission. I think War gave up his mission and his immortality to be with his family. Um, I bring this up because it does matter later in the book. So right now in this current book, we are year 24 of the Horseman and the plot, the book is taking place in Brazil. So I'm not going to say any Brazil names of the cities. We're just going to go from one town to another and you can read the book and figure out where it is. Yeah, there weren't any that I was familiar with except for Sao Paulo. I think that was one of them. Yeah, I, I did wonder if I should look these up on a map or just assume that they're made up. And I went with the latter because <laughs> I did not look them up. I went with like extremely lazy option. I was like, Anna's town, townspeople, here's the place. That works. That's all you need to know. So this book does have a few flashbacks to five years ago when we are first introduced to Anna and Famine and when they meet for the first time. So I'm going to cover the first part which is five years ago and then we'll get into present so five years ago when anna was 17 years old she stumbled across a battered famine and she drags his body to a nearby cabin and comforts him as he heals and so when his captures come looking for him she covers his body with a dress she's taking care of him he wakes up and realizes that she's a human taking care of him and i guess he starts realizing like oh she's different from everybody else once he's mostly healed so we know that the horsemen don't die. And every single time they're injured, their bodies replenish, they regenerate, and they're back to normal. Their magic like even reconfigures their armor and whatever weapons that they had, it always comes back to them. So the next morning when he's mostly heals, um, he walks back into town with her and he kills everyone in her town, including her family. And he tells her, pack up your shit, let's go, you're coming with me. And she's like, no, 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 I saved you. And that was nice of me, but you killed everybody. You took everything from me. I'm not leaving with you. And he goes back and forth with her and eventually he agrees to leave her and they go their separate ways. So she has nothing in that town anymore. She travels to Newtown and she gets found by her madam. I don't remember her name, Um, but she starts working as a prostitute at the Bordello. Elvita. Elvita. Thanks, Hilda. Um, He continues on with his mission. We find out throughout the book that while he was on his mission, he comes across his brother, War, who we know lives on Crete um, with his family. And so we know that Crete, not Crete, War has a family with kids and stuff like that. So there's another way, not just killing. Um, So now we jump into present tense and we find Anna. She's about like 22 or 23. And she's working in the same town as a prostitute. And there's um, the townspeople have gathered because they are welcoming famine into their town because they got word he was coming and they're going to offer him goods in return, hoping that he saves their lives. He spares them. So they go to the house that he's been occupying. They stand in line. They greet famine. Um, Her madam is like, I have Anna for you. Save us. I come with gifts. For you. A gift of body and flesh. And he is appalled. He's like, no, absolutely not. He's a bitch from the beginning. He's like, what are you beneath that face paint? Are you a pig? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're an asshole. Yeah. Like, calm your tits. He was real rude. So meanwhile, Anna's like in shock that she's seeing him again. She knew she was going to see him. She knows, she remembers their history together, but he was. she was expecting him to recognize her immediately, which was not the case. So she was a little like, um, um, what's going on? Like, how do you not recognize me? I saved your life. He's like, how dare you disrespect me and think that a body offering is going to be good enough to save your lives off with yourselves off with your life. So he gets his guards, tells them to stab them and they throw them into a pool. So, and they get stabbed. Her madam gets stabbed right Everyone, before she gets stab, stabbed. Stab, stab. And is like, you don't remember me. I saved you. Apparently he couldn't hear her. She gets thrown into a pool of dead bodies. Yeah. It was very like graphic. Yeah. So Anna's there dying with all these multiple wounds to her body. Right. And then she's envisioning, um, famine in a sugar cane. And there's like this shadowy figure that whispers into her ear live. And then she's suddenly awake and she realizes she's in a pool of dead bodies and she has to climb her way out of there. She's in so much pain because she was literally about to die with all these stab wounds. She stumbles back to her pleasure house 
She lays there. She's filled with infection. She's almost dying. She has fever. She somehow makes it through. And when she's well enough again, she decides, I'm going to get revenge on Famine. So she takes off on her mission to kill Famine. Any thoughts on who told her to live? Because I thought it was death. I thought it was death the entire time because death also gave – like life back to the previous two girls. Mm-hmm. That's who I thought too. But now I'm wondering if maybe it's whoever has been marking them with this angelic words. Oh. Maybe it's God. Maybe. Maybe God is a woman. Ariana Grande. I'm right. glad you said that though, because in this book, at some point at the end of the book, he, yeah, he referenced God with herself as like herself. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. God is a woman. I know. Ariana Grande had it right. So that was the first part of the book. Second part, revenge is a bitch. Poor decisions were made, but I'm very petty. So I was like, you go, girl. This is stupid (laughs) of you, but you go kill that famine guy, even though he can't die. Yeah, you go try. (laughs) Go try. Good luck. A for effort. Um, She finally meets up with famine after traveling from town to town, and she sneaks into his house. Brings a knife to his throat and he's not even afraid. He's just annoyed. And then she goes into her bit about like, you don't remember me. I'm blah, blah, blah. And as soon as he recognizes her, he's like, oh, I always wondered what happened to you. I thought about looking for you and whatever, whatever. And so then they break out into a fight. And then after, you know, I think he gets stabbed at this point. Does he, does she end up stabbing him? I think so. I think there so. So she gets him in the stabbing. chest. Yeah, so she, like, does make an actual physical wound on him, but he regenerates anyhow, so it doesn't really matter. But he decides that he's going to keep her because if he lets her go, she's just going to keep killing him. Which, she said, facts. You're not wrong, buddy boy. So she's like, oh, this is the funny part. She's like, oh, no, I'm going to be prisoner in a house with running water and you're going to feed me. I know. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> I'm this such is a the prisoner. worst. <laughs> I was like... You're kind of funny. So that's what's happening. He's like, if you try to run away, I'm just going to keep locking you down. And she does make her attempts. And then he locks her up with some like handcuffs. They end up traveling from town to town, just like the last book. And he's killing all the crop and the people. Um, And then one day he barges into this old lady's house and Anna steps in from killing, from him killing the lady. And she gets injured herself by his sword. I don't know. what, What weapon did he have? His scythe. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and then he's really upset that he hurt her because he caused her pain. And we're like, okay, here we go. I just like, like you the actually last said time. the name of what it is. And I just went with a swipe like that. That's, that's <laughs> the thing that kills people. I had no words. Yes. It was like the thing. Yeah. I can envision it, but I couldn't remember the name of it. And so then he has to help her heal and he's taking good care of her. And you can tell that he's bothered about the fact that he hurt her. And then they go again um into some other houses some other things happen but it's all like that middle part where it's like travel to new town people die oh no you should do better but he did in such a fucked up way because he'd be like people bring me bring me all your food bring me your wine bring me all the stuff and then everyone in the then he's like come gather so everyone's there like nervously with them with all this food that they obviously are starving to eat because they just gave them all their last food and then he'd get mad at them for not eating gaslighting them and then he'd be like dance dance for me people and everyone's like <laughs> and they would start to dance nervously and then he'd get pissed at them for not dancing and then he'd kill them all like these people were right to be weird about you making them do things he's a jerk. i was entertained i was just yeah, like he was a jerk he was he was um Eventually, they come upon this huge town or city, I guess. It's run by the drug cartel, which is why it's been flourishing after the horsemen. And oh, who's they come across. Drugs? Like, this is what I, I mean, maybe. It's 24 years after the horsemen. So, like, I'm assuming borders are wacky and, like, everyone just coming and going. You're buying no... drugs to forget that you're going to die I soon? Suppose, I suppose. I just know. I'm like, what's the market for this? How are uh, they paying for these things? Everyone. Okay. So, if you think about it, um, electricity is gone. I'm sure that modern day medicine is no longer a, a thing. All right. There, that makes sense then. People are probably dr- buying drugs left and right to just do the bare minimum. Like who wants to give birth without That's true. medicine? I'm going to go get some drugs. Yeah. So I don't know. Crime lords will figure out a way to make profit anyhow. 
I know, but I'm like, I, don't you need modern technology to cut cut some of these things? I don't know. Well, that's why I think they alluded it was just a bunch of pot. So not really. Oh, they did? Okay. I was like, I don't know, but I know some one of them is actually just literally grass in your backyard. Oh, right. They did say it was marijuana. Oh, marijuana so funny. So they come across the boss. That would make the day easier. Oh, go ahead. Right? So much easier. Just light that shit on fire. Yeah. Everyone in the town is high. Everyone's having a good time. Ooh. Your food stash would run out pretty quick then. Nah. Oh, good point. Maybe. Yeah, munchies, for munchies, sure. Munchies, yeah. Munchies, definitely. So the boss of the cartel pledges his allegiance to famine is like, I will offer you my my men if you save my life. And he's like, Anna's like, no, don't do this. This is stupid. Like, you know, he's a bad man. Why would you do this? He's like, I got it. I got it. I got this under control. Men, man ego, definitely. Um, so he makes them swear allegiance. They're all technically working for Famine now, but, you know, they're still the boss's men. This entire time, Famine and Anna have been getting cozy with each other. She is extremely attracted to him. She likes to make a lot of sex jokes because she is a prostitute. She's been trying to get him to bang her. I think at some point they do things that are not sex, but close enough. And I say it like that because I don't actually remember what happens when. So you're going to get the very general statement. And then he... They're having a sweet moment. He goes to meet with the boss to work some things out because I guess um, the boss had made a move on her and like slapped her ass and he was pissed because like, how dare you touch my girl? But also like, what are you expecting? Yeah. He's a, he's what a, are you going to finishing school? He's a cartel also, leader. Like, right. And she's a prostitute. Like, what were you expecting? You think people are just going to change their behaviors? Anyhow, besides the point. So he goes, going to confront him, and she's waiting for him, and she doesn't hear back from him. The boss comes into her room and tries to attack her, and potentially worse. She fights him off, and she goes to run to find Famine. Famine's body is just, like, chopped up in the back of a wagon because his men are have, you know, killed him. And so she goes off, and she saves Famine, drags his body into a sugarcane feel and they're laying low while his body regenerates and he kind of wakes up and they have this moment they're crying and boohoo tears and i was like it's a little too much emotion for me right now you guys do your thing but he's had this entire thing throughout the book where he hates humanity because he was previously held captive and done everything possibly wrong to him like anytime he was about to regenerate they would like stab him kill him burn him so like he was tortured for a very long time and it makes sense like he has trauma mama like what am what can i tell you (laughs) so they have their moment because she's also had trauma and she's like humanity humans suck i don't know what to tell you i understand why you're killing them and while i don't like it i understand so they have their moment finally when he's regenerated enough to go off he kills everybody from the boss to his people to the entire town and they leave that place while they're in another town sleeping she gets ambushed by the highway patrol it was a highway patrol no highway men so like so like road pirates (laughs) right (laughs) road pirates i don't know why Really I was just thinking patrol. like rogues, highway patrol, like people who patrol. They didn't say highway, highway men, which I see where you went, but they also are road pirates. <laughs> <laughs> so they ambush her and they're like, where's the man that you're traveling with? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're holding a knife to her throat. And she's like, where the fuck is famine? Because he took off in the middle of the night because they were getting too cozy. Um, he comes back. He's like, who hurt you? And then he kills them and she, because they're holding a knife to her throat, she gets hurt and she's bleeding and he's frantic and she's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm fine. Like I've been through worse, but I really want to have sex with you right now. So they bang and then they have more sex and they have more sex throughout the night. And when they wake up the next morning, she's covered in blood because her wound never closed and she's just bleeding and now it's infected and now she's dying. Not just a flesh wound. Mm-mm. No, I'm not gonna lie. Before we got to that, I was like, "Did did they have sex on her period?" And that's why there's blood everywhere. <laughs> well, they said like he tried to cut her throat, and so I'm like, I remember not that a very fleshy area. So like any right? little cuts, I feel like you're you're gonna feel it. 
I feel like at one point she's like, oh shit, did he hit Nika an artery? And I was like, you would think, but then she played it off. But when she was like, oh, I woke up covered in blood and he was looking super concerned. I was like, maybe he, un- he unleashed some like weird powers and like it got super kinky. Also, you're having sex all through the night and you are licking her body up and down. How did you yeah, not did taste blood? Yeah, did you notice the blood? How did I you not smell blood? Too. I had the same thought too. I was like, I, I understand the female body gets wet when you're aroused, but like all over, like yeah. all over. Come on. I was like, the yeah. math was not mathing. And it's not like he was a virgin like Pestilence was. No, but you know what? Here's my gripe with this. Because every time, like, have you been with men or uh, a, a human You just really wanted him to be with men. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> As he, have you been with mortals? And he's like, they – Sort of alludes to like many times, but then they're actually like surprised that they like sex. And I'm like, how is this still surprising to you? You already said you did this thing. It makes no sense. I don't make it make sense. Plot hole. Plot yeah. hole. Continue. Um, so Anna's dying from hole. infection. I can't get over it. It derails me. <laughs> the doctors can't save her because they don't have modern medicine. And then the doctors give him shade like, we don't have the same medicine we did before the horseman. And it's all because of you. I do so- like that. She's like grinding up the herbs and she's like, well, this is the best we can do because yeah, of you. Like, don't have antibiotics do anymore. It's like nobody we'll left out about it. moldy bread for penicillin. Whatever. Continue. I like the fact that Famine calls out the fact that in the previous two books, his brothers went – when his brother's girls were dying, his women, the women, whatever, their lovers, they went to death to have death save their lovers so they can live their lives. And he said – no, I'm not going to do that. So I like the fact that she referenced their actions before. So it wasn't just like a copy and paste, like, let's repeat it all over again. He was trying to make a decision that was different. Mm-hmm. Um, so he decides that I'm going to use my powers for good. And he kills the infection that was in her body. And she lives. Woohoo. And they decide that they're going to settle in that town that they were in where she was being treated. And he swears to her that he's done killing all of the people and he pledges the same thing to the city. As long as she's alive, they're all safe. So he's technically giving up his mission. And they confess their love for each other a lot. Yes. Thankfully also because the other ones didn't do it until – like as she was dying, she's like, this is the end. My wound is festering. This woman over here is just mixing up herbs. Like, I'm pretty sure this isn't going to work. And she admits. She's like, I love you. I just need to let you know in case I die. Right. It's refreshing to get that out in the open ahead of time. The girl from war was, like, literally banging him pregnant with this kid. And then, like, oh, shit, I love him. Girl, you're carrying his child. What? Um, Mm -hmm. Just blows my mind. Um, So they're cute. They're together. They're living in their town peacefully. He's growing – a jungle in their house basically because now that he's not killing and he's happy, he's just growing. It's the um, jungle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cracked me up. And Bungalow so, plus jungle equals a jungle. I liked it. It's I like cute. it. I kind of want to live in a jungle. It's I know fun. you would. So he is thinking, you know, what is my life after her? And he knows that he made the promise, like, once she dies, he's going to resume his mission. But he decides that he doesn't want to do that. He wants to die when she dies. He doesn't want to live an immortal life. He wants to be mortal. So he chants some things. He tries to give up his immortality. And his brother literally says, fuck that, and flies down from the sky and says, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, flap. So- Flaps oh, down. before that, I forgot to tell you, and I'm only going to talk about this because, like, my wife is my favorite thing. He proposes to her, but he calls her my wife before that. And he's like, well, it's going to be true if you accept it. She's like, no. She's sassy about it. She's like, you're not going to propose to me like this. But I don't know if they actually got married. I but. love that. I do love that. I love that when he's like, marry me. And she's like, no. He's like, marry me. No. And then she's like, if you're going to marry me, I want, first of all, lots of sex. Two, a giant groveling. diamond ring. Yeah, groveling. I love that. I'm like, we should all make demands. I think she wanted groveling in the form of being eaten out. So, yes. Yes. Specifically, that's her form of groveling that she preferred. You go, girl. I know. You ask for what you want. And she gets it. See what happens when you ask for things? <sighs> Anyhow, so Death shows up and he gives his brother an ultimatum. He says, I give you two options. Option one, if you want to be mortal, that's fine. That's great. I'm going to take Anna, a.k.a. kill her. 
Option two, the three of them, as in the three musketeers, are going to go off and travel the world and finish what they started, killing all of the humans. So Anna said no. Death kills her immediately. And then Famine and Death battle it out. And eventually Famine is overtaking. He's like, okay, option two. So Anna's resurrected and she's pissed. She turns around and she stabs Death. And Death is like taken back. He's like, oh my God, I just been stabbed. And now he's finally feeling pain. Famine drags Anna away and is like, it's time for us to go find my other brothers. And that is how the book ends. Dun, dun, dun. I enjoyed that it wasn't a copy paste of the previous two books. And we saw Death coming down to be like, now hold up. What the fuck are you doing? But now it makes me question all these other times where he was like, I'm intrigued. I'm saving your woman. And so I... I don't know how the other books are going to play out. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention in the past two books, there's always been like an angelic word that each girl has had. I think the first book, the word was like in the shadows from like the light on her tent. You're right. Yeah. And then on the second one, the scar on her neck had said something. Surrender. And this one, while she was sleeping the first night when she had saved him, she had like whispered the word forgiveness, but in his his native language so there's someone else giving them signs and it must be god it has to be i thought first it was death like doing his thing like like stirring the pot stirring the pot but if he came down and was like no 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 i gave the other two a pass you're my bro like i expected you to finish this right because he's like you've been as you're as cruel as i am the other two yeah fine but like you have mercilessly tortured people for years i feel it's gonna end up being something like Death has FOMO. He doesn't want to be the only one that... Hasn't found love. Yeah. So then he's forcing Famine to, like, be his wingman, kind of, while they kill things and humanity, but, but whatever. Like, does that mean we're going to get the other two horsemen in the next book? I think I so. I think so. So then we're expecting the book to be spicier, because, like, you have to amplify the spice if you have four horsemen, right? Yes, but like Sarah and what's his face are going to be like in their 40s. People in their 40s have sex. Hold up. I know, but Sarah was also like annoying. If she says the word shitter next episode, <laughs> next episode, <laughs> next, next book, next book. If I have to hear her quote, that was her name, Sarah. I can never remember their names. If she quotes Shakespeare, it's one not more Mia. Time. <laughs> Before we started, Did no. <laughs> Before we started, Bridget goes, I, all, what was the name of this character's name? I just wrote female character, FMC, throughout the entire time. Is it Mia? Was there a Mia? And we're like, no. Not a single Mia was mentioned in this book. And she goes, well, then I just think of Mia Thermopolis from Princess Diaries and then proceeded to sing us the Genovia song. It's my Roman Empire. I don't know why, but that, if I just think of that song in my head, on loop, on replay, can't stop it. And the peers. <laughs> The pears? Yes. <laughs> the Genovian pears. Classic. You know what it is, your Roman Empire? Because remember I had to like rent a dress and rent the runway. I'm like, what do you guys think about this one or this one? And you go, you look like the Queen of Genovia in that one. Don't wear it. <laughs> and I didn't pick that one. I didn't even realize I watched the movies that many times for it to be in my head like this. It's a core memory. I think it has to be because I don't remember watching it that much. I think Mandy Moore was also in that movie. No. She was. Mandy Moore? Mandy Moore. She was yeah, like she the, was the, mean, the girl. mean girl. I think the song goes like, you stupid Cupid, oh. don't go breaking my heart. <laughs> How do right. I remember this? Sorry, I'm thinking of the Princess Diaries 2, which... With Chris Pine. Yeah. And Raven Simone. Raven yes. Simone. Yeah, she was in that one. A lot of heavy hitters in that one. Yeah. Um, and Hagrid, I believe. The man who played Hagrid. Oh, yeah, he was a bad guy. Yeah, or he was like the good guy. Really? The bum- I- maybe I'm confusing the guys. Anyway... He looked like Genovia. <laughs> Genovia. So uh, okay. we'll end this royal tribute to the uh, the nation of Genovia and switch on over to these Spotify questions of the week. Now it makes me really happy that there are some new names to see here, friends. I'm excited you came to join us. I double checked. You're brand new. We haven't answered your questions before, so that means I expect to see you back here. Uh Lakeisha and Allie, I'm looking at you. And B. And Annabella, CDC, all these friends. I want to see your faces on here again. So let's get into the Spotify questions of the week. As a reminder, all of these questions are up 
every single week. And if you answer them, we will talk about them right here on the podcast because we'd love to hear your thoughts and feelings amongst our own. So Lakeisha G answered the question from ZA8 Recap Part 1. What did you think of this episode? And she said, great episode. I love hearing and talking about the ZA world. Also, I don't remember who mentioned it, but I'm also Vampire Diaries obsessed. You are not alone. And Bridget, that was you. I was about to say, you are not alone because every year on repeat. How many seasons of the Vampire Diaries are there? I think there's like eight and there's two spinoffs. There's the originals and then the legacies. Holy cow. That's a commitment. I thought there was like four. No, no, no. There's a fandom. For a while, my sister was in a Vampire Diaries. So like I I dabbled because like it was on. We weren't allowed to have TVs in our room. So like I had to watch that. But hmm, eight plus like spinoffs. That's a lot. Yes. To the point where I had to make my husband watch it. And then he became obsessed too. And he wanted to be like the bad boy main character. And he bought himself a leather jacket. Oh. He went through a phase. Oh, it's okay. John. Yeah. My very preppy husband with a leather jacket. Bad boy side. It's still very preppy. I'm a bad boy. It's a good thing he doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next question was answered by Emma S. She answered the question, he's blonde, he's buff, he's hot, but could you date a guy named Pestilence? And she said, I'm not sure, but the name certainly isn't appealing. So I bet you can't guess what book we were talking about when we put that question up. Um, our friend Claudia also asked, answered the same question. She said, absolutely not. I know he's described as being hot, but all I can picture him is Pestilence from Supernatural Season 5 and no. Just no. Ooh, yeah. Rough. I didn't go through – my husband went through a Supernatural phase and watched all of them. Like that was I like did, he'd put on and like wash the dishes. Very that's a well. commitment. I've seen them like sporadically throughout because they're always on TNT. Yeah, always. This is like the FX movies of the day time when I'm like that. It's like literally Charmed. And then as soon as Charmed's over, I think Supernatural would go on. Yeah, I've never got into Supernatural either. I wanted to. I watched the last episode with him, I think. It only came out like a few years ago. Not that I knew it was happening, but I watched it. Uh, Paige B also answered the same question. He's blonde, he's buff, he's hot because you could date a guy named Pestilence. And she said, I don't think I could do it. I would have to give him a different name because his name isn't cute. And it doesn't help that I would just picture pestilence from Supernatural season five the whole time. I gotta, I gotta get a visual. I need a visual control. Of Go Google. Maybe um, you don't. Maybe this is one of those things that you don't Google. I know we're talking about like his name being pestilence, but also like you're literally fucking disease. Like, I mean, you're putting that in your body. You're putting disease in your body. Okay, so someone being a disease, I think, is different from someone causing a disease. I feel like he is causing so, it and it's in him. I don't know. Because oh, he was cause full body he, shower. <laughs> because I if he was a visual like, control. A walking disease, like, he would have been like, purulent. And he wasn't. Apparently he was hot. But he also looked like Mickey Rourke. So, whatever. Continue. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know what you're saying. I hear you. And you're right. But my head says otherwise. Full body shiver. I looked it up as well. Yeah. It's like, you. Yeah. I'm going to refrain. It's okay. It's not gross. It was just. Curiosity is not going to kill this cat tonight. <laughs> it killed this one. <laughs> Dead. Gone. This pussy is killed. I was waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> um, page B also. It, or. Page B also answered the question, how do you feel about the pregnancy trope in the book War and the Four Horsemen? She said, indifferent. It didn't make me like the book more or less. Good for you, Paige. I think we all kind of enjoyed it. I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe I'm making things up. I'm like, did we like it? Did we not like it? I it was just it. there. It was vanilla. Uh, next up is also a new friend, Ali uh, Toshiba. She answered the question, does General Sorengale know about Brennan? And she said, definitely not. And I will say, I feel like uh, in the past couple of weeks, I've seen way more fourth wing theories in a very long time. So, like, I think everyone had that initial, like, wow, what happened? Didn't know. Didn't not know. Who knows about it? And now I think as time has gone on and people have digested what they've read, now there's, like, a whole new wave of new, fresh uh, Also, the next book is coming out soon. Yeah, Iron Flame or Iron oh, yeah, is it Iron Flame comes out soon. It's it's the influencers influencing, and I'm like, oh, 
Look at this natural organic moot talking they about it. They get you like theory. that. I know. And you think I would know better. Having the power of influencer marketing. Spent so much time in social media and influencers. Uh, next question comes to us from – or next question. I always mess this up. Next question answered is from our friend B, also a new friend. Uh, they said, do you think Tori regrets her decision regarding her Elysian mate? This is from Zodiac Academy Book 5. And they answered, as the books continued, she starts to regret it. She does. But how far are you, B? How far right. are you? We don't I don't want to ruin this question. for you, B. I'm not. I'm not. I Full see disclosure, you. that was not me. Yeah, no, it's not B, the letter B. It's B-E-A. Oh, okay. Bia or Bia. Okay, cool. Bia. Bia. Bea. Like Beatrice? Yeah. Beatrice? Oh, I used to have an aunt named B. It was B-E-A. Well, not an aunt. My mom's aunt. My great aunt? Mm-hmm. So, I say B. Bia? Sorry. Whatever, you're, whatever you go by, we're calling you either which way. Hello, new friend. That's all you like need to Bia know. Like Bia Arthur? Is it Bia? I thought it was B. Dorothy. Dorothy from... Golden Girls. Huh. Yeah. Someone's going to have to come correct. I feel this is one of those this is one of those either or. Yeah. Yeah. Either or. Danica, Danica. Who can Danica, Danica. What are you going to do about it? Classic. The classic. Chow kale. Like, what do you want? (laughs) So I'm pretty sure no one is chow. Um, No, no. Your mom is also (laughs) chow. 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 Um, I'm never going to get over that one. It's like chow, but L. It's literally that. <laughs> when she's like, oh, I'm going to name him Chaos, but with an L instead of an S. And my brain could not make the leap. <laughs> I could not. Like, I think after hearing it so many times before she said that, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Chaos. And I was, I was like, this is, this is mind-blowing. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, Vanessa T. also answered the same question. Do you think Tori regrets her decision regarding her Elysian mate in ZA Book 5? And she said, I think she regrets it, but her pride doesn't let her admit it. Oh. That is a very true statement. She does. That's that very- is a very Tori thing. Yeah. And you're not wrong. No, But also, Tori's- Darius needed to grow the fuck up. And Tori needed to grow the fuck up. He did, but was my entire being screaming for her to say yes? Oh, yes. well – you guys know I cried in the shower about it for like months, months. Like stared at the drain while the water just hit me in the shower. Talked about it. I have a soundtrack in my head for it too. Like that's how bad it is. A, what's the soundtrack yeah. in your head? I just thought um, it sucked. Fuck, now I'm forgetting it. Why am I forgetting it? Oh my God. Okay, will you come back to Because you're thinking of Genovia. <laughs> that's exactly what's in me. Oh, guys. <sighs> well, that's all the questions from our Spotify questions of the week. And then we do want to thank another new friend, Annabella CDC, who answered uh, – I'm sorry. She didn't answer a question. She left us a, re- a review on Apple, and she said it was a five-star review. I live for these from Blood and Ash and Flesh and Fire episodes. They validate all my thoughts. Annabella, thank you so much. We love to hear that because sometimes we think, are we alone? Is it? Is it just me? Is it us? Are we the problem? Do we like it? Do we not like it? I don't know. Are we here for it? Are we going to read it again? Yes, yes, yes. All of those questions. The answer is yes. At this point, I think we're reading it for you guys. Yeah. I'm cu- I mean, I'm curious to see how this this ends out. Which brings me to my next question. Uh, are what are we reading next? Um, uh, death. We're <laughs> death. <laughs> we're reading out our boy Thanatos. Uh we're reading the final book in the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse series. Um so you can stick around to see how this ends out will our avengers come together and avenge the world was is the new girl lazarus like is it gonna she gonna team up with her sister-in-law to save the world i don't know we'll have to see what happens but after that because on halloween i just checked again to make sure it's still coming out on halloween but uh fire in the flesh from the flesh and fire series Um, no a shadow in the yeah it's so it's from the Shadow and the Ember series, which is the prequel series to From Blood and Ash. No, I think the actual name of the series is Flesh and Fire. It's Flesh and yeah, Fire. We just call it A Sight series because yeah. you know, which is not Who confusing at all. Flesh and Fire. I, I'm not Ace, as like a Shadow and the Ember, so much shorter. Not they're like non-word words. Like I, they lose all their meaning when we say them over and over. Like a Flesh in the Fire, Fire in the Flesh, Ember in the Shadow, Shadows of the Embers and the Bones. 
I don't Crown know. Golden Gildens, you know. Twenty four karat. That's Genovia. <laughs> yeah. Genovia. Just keep going back to. You know, Toby just heard you scream Genovia. Just, he got Toby. scared for a minute. Got scared for a minute. Oh, poor Toby Tobes. So those are the next two books we're reading. If you guys are along with us on the journey, we'll be covering those next. And remember, the best way to support the podcast is to head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, or engage with us over on Spotify, where Hill is pumping out those questions of the week. Can't wait to see what uh, famines are going to be. Oh, that's a good question. Let's see what inspires me as I edit the episode. Make it unhinged. As always, just keep it unhinged. Are you hungry for this D? <laughs> you started off the episode with that. They were hungry for something. What? Like... Nothing. What did did you eat, man? Last time it was flan. (laughs) Um. Oh, you said churros at two o'clock. Okay. Yeah, that was at two o'clock though, and then I had a Caesar salad for dinner, and for breakfast I had first watch. Like there, first watch, delightful. Love first. And then there's skillets with all the delightful sweet and savory things. Love it, love it. That's why we're the same person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a good breakfast be. Anywho, <laughs> so we'll we'll leave you guys there with our thoughts and feelings on book three, and we'll catch you next time as we cover book four. Bye. Bye.